Welcome to Kick Back with Chris. Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Um, first of all, what do you think's a new intro? Um, I had a couple of people comment on the original intro saying how I sound a little bit grumpy in it. Um, I think what I was what I was trying to go for wasn't wasn't grumpy. It was more sort of neutral and calm, um, with a with a hint of I need to get an intro done as quickly as possible. And I never got around to changing it. So yeah, we've got we've got our own we've got our own intro. There's actually a few different versions of it that I might play around with over the coming weeks. But yeah, um, getting professional now, guys. Getting professional. So. I hope you've all had a great week. Um, today, it's a bit, of a, a bit of a different one. We're going to go from a bit of a business feel to this one today. Later on, we're going to be joined by our guest, uh, Mr. Brad Cumbers, who's going to be uh, discussing the uh, Martialytics software. Um, it is a system that's set up for uh, instructors and school owners. And basically, it, it helps you, well, I suppose it helps you run your school, everything from attendance tracking to billing, and, and then everything in between as well. Um, so he's going to be joining us to chat a little bit about that. It's actually some software that I do use in my school, um, and uh, it's having tried different things, I feel it, it works really well for us, and um, for, for, for my school, I think... I feel personally that my school sort of sits in the middle between um, how a lot of schools work. You know, you have your more commercialized schools and then you have your very sort of hardcore traditional schools maybe um, running classes once a week. I, I like to sort of feel my school sort of sits in the middle in there. Um, so I find it works great for me and um, really want to try and help these guys get the message out. So I'm going to be chatting to Brad later so you can have a listen to that one. Um so before that, we've got a, a, a couple of things uh, that have been going on news-wise. Um, first of all, um, really good news, this one. we've got. Uh, I've had my first couple of uh, bookings for uh, my workshops come up. Um, and the reason that's a good one, obviously, it's nice for me because I, I, I like to feel wanted, I suppose. No, but I like to get, no, joking aside, I do like to get out and teach. And more importantly, it means that we've um, generated um, some money for uh, Dragon's Heart, Jackie Chan's Dragon's Heart Europe charity. Um, the A with this one um for those out there that are interested um the workshops are going out around about sort of two 250 um for the workshop for sort of 90 minutes two hours thereabouts um that that's those details we can sort of work out but with 50 pounds from every workshop going straight to the charity so um it's great that we've got our first bookings made and and that the charity is going to be able to to benefit from it um i've had several people telling me that i'm charging too little for the workshops but you know i want these to be something that you know schools both large and small and we can arrange something and 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 every, the thing with this is everybody gets to benefit i enjoy teaching the workshops the students hopefully have a great time and the charity gets to benefit and ultimately the people the charity are supporting get uh, get to benefit so uh, again, if you're interested, drop me a line and we'll see what we can work out. The posters are all over Facebook at the minute anyway. Um, it was earlier this week, it was um, Mr. Donnie Yen. If those of you that know uh, Donnie from his movies, um, probably most well-known recently for the Ip Man series. It was his birthday. Um, so happy birthday to, to Donnie Yen. If he's listening, I'm sure there's the possibility he might be. You never know these days. Um, but no, joking aside, happy birthday to Donnie. Um, there was a really cool video posted on social media from lots of people in the industry that have contributed to it um, I'll actually include that in the show notes so you can uh, so you can go and go and have a little look and uh, and, and see all the cool messages that people sent over to him um, 
So an area I wanted to talk about today, it's something that I've been uh, speaking to a number of different instructors with over a couple of weeks now. Um, I thought Initially, I thought it was just my school, but having chatted, reached out to other people, um, it, would appre- it would appear that this is more of a sort of a, a nation, well, a global thing, really. Um, the sort of the increase in kids quitting really easily and parents allowing it to happen. Now, I know it's a bit of a, sort of maybe a controversial or subjective one, um, but these are the sort of topics and discussions that I want to have on the podcast. Um, I think the thing to keep in mind before going through all of this is, well, actually, before I do say anything, what prompted this uh, to a certain degree was, uh, maybe think about it, it was a, a video I actually posted on Facebook earlier this week of my daughter um, doing a, a back handspring. Um, I'll come back to the relevance of that in a, in a few minutes. But, um, you know, we're living in a society that's very much a pick-up and put-down society now um, where people's attention is shifting on a really rapid basis. You know, everything is instant. So um, they've got unlimited choice on things like Netflix and Amazon and YouTube and you know, kids and adults are sort of... If, if people if things don't match their expectation level based on this instant on choice that they have, um, they seem to switch off and move on really really quickly. Um, co- competition is something a comp- that competitive spirit is being removed systematically from our social structure from sort of the education system upwards. Now that's not a get at schools or at teachers. You know they're working with the systems that they are put have put upon them. But there's no denying the fact you look at a school sports day now and there's no competition. It's all about everybody being a winner. And we all know that in reality, in life, we cannot all be winners all of the time. We can strive, we can work hard, we can push ourselves to try and be a winner. But ultimately, you can't be a winner all of the time. And unfortunately, you know, kids are having this the opportunity to compete removed and then they're struggling to know how to deal with the stresses and the worries and and of trying to 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 achieve so they're they're just ducking out they're 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 dodging it wherever they can we've got social media and the pressures of social media everywhere now it's on our watches on our phones on our tablets on our computers on our tv screens it follows us around it's even in cars now it's it's everywhere and that constant pressure of expectation uh, of, of worrying about judgment I personally feel this is one of the reasons why parents now are feeling, and as a parent myself, I'm saying this, you know, we feel a little bit more judged by a wider audience. I think the thing to keep in mind here as well is that as parents, it is okay to force your kids to do things. Somewhere at some point, people started to to think it's not acceptable. Um, you know, people are worrying about what parents are saying in the playground, what people are going to say in social media. Maybe somebody might report me or say something, and all of these worries and concerns are coming coming out of this sort of horrible sort of uh, melting pot of, of of social media. The thing is, it is okay to force your kids to do stuff. My parents did it to me. I wouldn't be sat here now having this discussion with you if it wasn't for the fact that my parents forced me into going to my class. The honest truth of it is, is I tried to quit martial arts. I wanted to be lazy. I wanted to sit on my backside and play computer games. Um, And I had that option removed from me by my parents. They made me go to the class. Just the same as if my if my kids turn around to me tomorrow and said, Dad, I don't want to go to school, I wouldn't be kind of like, oh, okay, it's fine, you don't have to go to school. Of course they have to go to school. They have to go to school because the system tells me I have to send the kids to school. But more more uh, bigger reason than that is I want them to do well. I want them to succeed and in order to that they need to do that. They need that education. Okay, so they are going to school. As adults, how often do we have things that we don't want to do? 
on a daily basis but we have to do them that expectation is there that requirement is there we can't just simply duck out and the worrying thing for me is the amount of times I'm now seeing parents going oh you don't want to do it anymore Jimmy that's okay I won't force you to do something you don't want to do the problem with that is what is that teaching them when they come up against something that they maybe don't like as much anymore or they're worried about doing they quit that's what we do we quit when things get hard and that's no way to go about bringing up the next generation because ultimately they're going to pass that message on too and guys i get it it's hard you know it is really hard um now the reason i brought up the video of my daughter uh, that i posted on facebook is you know for a, a short time she was really really upset about going into her gymnastics class now as her father i knew that it wasn't that she didn't enjoy the class she loved the class she was worried about something that she was having a hard time vocalizing it putting it into words as a seven-year-old she was finding it difficult and upsetting and, and she didn't quite know how to talk about it and um, so she would cry and she would say she want she didn't want to go but i knew that she did want to go and more importantly as her father i knew that she would benefit from going there is no way if i'd have let her quit that she would be able to stand and do that back handspring in front of me with a beaming smile with the understanding of that when things get hard i work harder you know she achieved that back handspring and that is now that is a message that will stick with her now for the rest of her life she over she had a problem it was worrying her. She worked hard. She overcame the issue. And now she can do the things that she was worried about. And I personally feel that is a super, super important message that uh, as adults, as parents, we need to be encouraging our kids to get over. How many times as instructors out there have you had a parent in that will turn to their child and say, if I sign you up to this class, you aren't going to quit, are you? You are going to do it. I'm not going to waste this money. And then less than six months later, you get the email saying, Jimmy doesn't like it anymore. He doesn't want to come. You know, is in, in reality, is it that Jimmy doesn't like it or does it mean something else? Does it mean I'm worried about grading? I'm worried about sparring. I don't want to get hurt. I think the other kids are better than me. Or here's a bigger one. And this is the one that it was for me. Going back to me as a 10 year old. I'm feeling a little bit lazy. I want to stay at home and play computer games. That's the one, I think, in reality, that gets most kids. The grass is greener. When they start the class, it's new, it's sparkly, it's exciting. And as that newness wears off, it's our job as instructors and as parents to encourage them to stick with the thing that they commit to initially, to help them work through those periods of when it loses its shine a little bit, you know, to remind them what it was that initially got their interest. Now again, as an instructor, and I'm sure there are others out there that will say this to any parents that are listening now, if your child is genuinely unhappy in class, we will tell you the last thing we want in class is a child that is upset, that is crying, that is angry about being in that session. We will talk to you and we will tell you and we will help you through it or ultimately we will decide that maybe the class isn't for them. But if, if your child is coming to class, they are clearly enjoying it. And it is simply because they are put off by the idea of putting in some effort. Then we have to, we have to help them work through this to talk to talk with your instructor, 
um, work, you know, liaise with the other students and maybe work out a way of um, of sort of car sharing, taking it in turns, you know, um, and and helping him that way to sort of break through that sort of down phase. You know, we we don't want we don't the last thing we want is for kids to get in their head when things get hard when things get hard we quit and if we allow them to quit when they use the excuse of i don't like it anymore you know does that i don't like it anymore mean some of those things i mentioned earlier they're worried about grading they're worried about sparring they're worried about other kids being better is it just the pressure of everything that's going on now and that is the there that is their get out so parents if you hear your kids say to you i don't like it anymore don't just take that at face value dig into it find out why if you don't believe that that is true if it's something else then you take them to class you are the parent they are the child you make that decision again i know this is going to be a little bit of a subjective one and not everyone's going to agree with it but that's my take on it you know i'm talking from experience here that i had i had it with me you know I wanted to quit martial arts. I, I I genuinely thought that I didn't like it. In reality, I just was being lazy and I wanted to sit on my backside and play games on my computer. Um, that obviously was a 30-minute to an hour window that if, if I'd have been allowed to take that route, what would I be doing now? I have absolutely no idea. Certainly wouldn't be talking to you guys. So, moving on, I think it's time we get our guest on. So, we're, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be speaking to Mr. Brad Converse of um, Martialytics, who's going to be talking to us a little bit about the system that they use and how it can benefit your school and what the system can do for you. Um, and then we're actually going to be, after that, we're going to be having um, some listener recordings, which, if I'm absolutely honest, I've not listened to yet. So I don't, I don't know who sent them in or what the content is going to be. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting one. Um, so we're going to just break now, just for just a quick ad break, and then we're going to get straight into the interview. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Okay, so joining us on the phone now, we have Mr. Brad Cumbers of Martialytics. How are we doing today, sir? I'm great, thanks, Chris. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. And for the f- first recording in a while here, and I'm going to sound like a typical Brit now. I'm going to have a moan. <laughs> it's this first first go. recording in yeah, no, first recording in weeks where I've actually got the windows shut and I don't have to listen to pigeons and planes whilst I'm trying to do a, a podcast recording. Um, so yeah, 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 it's a li- little bit cooler today, thankfully for me, because I'm one of those sort of vampires that burns instantly. Um, no, in but, contrast, I'm outside in the sun looking at the bees. <laughs> I'll, I'll take what I can get in this country. You see, I'm not jealous one bit. Not jealous one bit. Um, so I've already, I've already done uh, a, just a brief introduction to yourself and, and what you guys do in, in the podcast yep. leading up to this. But um, I thought it'd be really cool to get you on. We've been chatting on and off on Facebook now for years, um, and this is one of the cool mm. things about this podcast is it actually. It actually forces me into having conversations with people. It's brilliant. <laughs> but we've been chatting back <laughs> and forth. Excuse. I know. We've been chatting back and forth now, obviously, uh, about your software and um, yeah. uh, just martial arts in general. And we thought it would be really good to get you on um, to chat about uh, martialytics and about the business in general. Uh, but first of all, it would be really nice because I think this is, is actually really relevant and it ties in nicely to one of the reasons why I like to use your software um is you actually have a martial arts history you have a background in training yeah yeah that's right um so that's kind of the reason we started martial athletics in the first place is i was training in uh, a kung fu style called chole fat uh, boxing style mm-hmm. 
which means Northern Victory in uh, Cantonese. But uh, I was tra- training that in Perth in Western Australia. You can probably tell that I've got an outrageous Australian accent. But uh, I, I do noticed. live in the UK, so don't hold it against me. Um, <laughs> so so I, was, I was training in that for a number of years and uh, I worked my way up to an instructor level after a while and helped out with running the school a little bit and noticed that we were using cards, like attendance cards that you manually mm-hmm. check every time. So you, a student would come to the school and pick up a card and put it in another box and then the instructors would tick it off. And um, there's just zero analytics around that. And it kind of bothered me because my other background is in uh, web analytics and advertising and graphic design and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I uh, sort of wanted to marry the two. So initially, it was just going to be a simple tool for our school to use, just like a student database with a attendance sort of thing. And um, apparently, people liked it and wanted to use it. So yeah. we just kept going. Yeah, I remember. How many years has it been now? Is it? I want to uh, say... We're in our fifth year now. So wow. Yeah, it's gone, it's gone really fast. Um, but we're still, well, we consider ourselves really, really small. So mm. um, we haven't, <laughs> in our minds, we haven't finished it by any means and we still haven't launched properly yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, one of the cool things that I, I do really like about uh, your software, and, and, as that was, and again, that's why I was asking you about your background, is I, I've, used, I've used other systems out there before in the past, and some of them, they're, you know, they're very good, um, but they're developed by the, the people that don't really have an understanding of martial arts. <laughs> and mm. I think sometimes when you try and relate the issues that you're having to these people, they kind of, they don't really understand. Um, yeah. I think you have to have had an experience of, of training in a class, first of all, and then being an instructor of some sorts as well to sort of get an appreciation for, for, for what may seem like a small thing to a developer is actually quite a large thing in, in, a, in a school setting. Um, and, uh, oh, I, definitely. Yeah, it, definitely. And, um, yeah, it's like any, any good uh, software engineer would, would consider themselves a problem solver, but if they don't understand the problem, it's kind of difficult to solve. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, now I've been, I say I've been using this. I don't know how many years within my. School. You've been, you've been with it for quite a while. I, yeah, um, I think it's from near the near the start. Three, three or four years. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, and I've obviously I've seen the development of it, and what I've again I've enjoyed personally is, um, and just to give the listeners out there an idea about why I am so keen on this software within my school. One, it works great for us, but two, when we've had little hiccups. For example, when there was a, a revision, when there was an update, and we were still using, uh, we'd got two iPad 2s located in our reception area, and yep. the software, it just wasn't working, it wasn't connected, it wasn't, for whatever reason, didn't want to play, and I dropped you guys a message, three hours later it was working. You know, yeah, and well, that, that's, that, that's, that sort um, of thing is it's hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, really, when you think about it, because, mm. um, I mean, you obviously want it to be working for as many people as possible. No, it's it's funny though because it's a it's a fine line you've got to straddle a little bit um, in terms of pushing technology a little bit and keeping uh, the the older tools alive as yes. well. So you don't want to sort of leave anyone behind, but you also sort of have to. It's a really fine line you've got to tr- tread trying to keep the majority in play, but without sort of stifling that innovation as well. So mm. it's 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 fun. Every day is fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, for me, I find that the system is. Um, it's so simple to use, which is good for me. Um, but we've got, uh, I mean, we, we, we used to, when we, the minute our youngest age group is four, 
Yep. Uh, but we did use that. We did actually used to have a, a preschool three-year-old class as well. Uh, we, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a parent and child class. But even the three-year-olds were able to come in through reception, get out a little stool, stand on the stool, look for their photograph, pop, pop, press the picture, and sign themselves in. Um, that's super cute. Yeah. I, need, I need a photo of that. <laughs> and, but that's <laughs> the, I said, one of the things for those people who haven't used this system that you know um there, there's the option in there there's more, well maybe you could describe there's multiple options available f- for allowing students to actually register in class and for, indeed for the it, it, like you say the old school instructors they have the option to to be in control should they wish so perhaps yeah i'll let you talk uh, so about it <laughs> we, we sort of well the, we designed that from a um instructor's point of view really uh, most of the software is designed to well all of the software really is from a from an ipad or tablet perspective so you Generally, my ideal vision for it was if I was teaching in a school and I wanted to do things on the fly um, while I'm teaching, is to pick up my iPad and just be able to quickly get to the information that I need or check people in or take the role. Or So I'm standing there on the mat. I can see the people in front of me that are about to train and I can just tick them in and I'm done. There's no back and forth. There's no uh, entering data at the end of the day or anything like that. It's just done on the fly and it's nice and simple to use so that, that's the whole goal behind it um, but you can also have your students check in themselves um, you can set it up so they can type their name in or just start the few first few letters and they can just tick themselves off what class they're about to attend because they can do multiple um, or they can find themselves on, on a picture and just and and do it that way mm. um, which is super cool because as you said at the start obviously I mean there are some people that you know they've been teaching since time began and and they they used to have in a a a traditional sort of register and a book and a pen and, and ticking boxes. And the the first one you described there where you can actually press the screen and, and sign your own students in, that's it's very close to the same sort of idea. Um, for us personally, though, the, the self-checking system, it's just brilliant. Um, obviously, that's great. with yeah. the adults, you know, you can't, unfortunately, you can't, you, you can't take stupidity out of the equation. You will get those. You always get those adults sort of go, "Oh, I've just signed the wrong person in." It's like, "Well, thanks, mate. Why, why did you do yeah. that?" Well, Since, the good thing is you can undo that. Yes, and, and check them somewhere. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank goodness that is there. Well, that's all I will say. Was, oh yeah, if you could just give us sort of a brief overview of, of the system and, and what it can do and, and how it can work for a wide variety of, of different school types and different school learners. Yep, absolutely. So. Um, Initially, when we we started the development, it was uh, for the smaller schools, um, which made sense because uh, we're sort of, sort of like your 50 to 300 students. And then, um, but now since we've grown, we've added more features, we, we cater for anything up to, say, 1,500 students in one location, which is, wow. which is massive. Um, and we've, we've also got quite a few franchises on board now as well, which is really good. Mm. Um, so Yeah, so our focus is more on... Um, time saving and automating what we can um, but also sort of just empowering decision making so our dashboard is is more a live feed of what's happened and what's happening and what the trend lines are for as far as attendance and growth and your income all that uh, as one sort of picture goes so at a glance you can make quick decisions on what should we be doing today is, is tuesday the best day for this class for example um that sort of thing, uh, rather than having to generate massive reports and then find time each month to to look through them and make some decisions that way, because nobody's got time for that. Mm. They just want to want to be teaching. Mm. Um, 
especially owners like yourself that I mean you've got your instructors helping you but generally you're doing most of the classes yourself and you just want to be you want to be teaching yeah and that's that's why you're doing it in the first place it's not about business admin absolutely <laughs> martial arts Absolutely. And that's one of the things that, you know, it's, it's an inevitable part of the growth of the school. I mean, I remember when my school had 20 students, how much simpler life mm. was. Um, and, now, yeah. and now over 200 students, you know, um, if, it's, if you're not careful, things can become very overly, overly complicated. And any system, any yeah. system that can help simplify a process um, is going to help, which, as I say, for us, why the, the self-check-in, we have two iPads located in our waiting area because kids love iPads. They can just use yeah. them. They're just yep. it's like it's, it's just like hardwired into their DNA to know how to use iPads. No, no, it's weird. My and nine month old can use mine. Yeah. <laughs> it freaks me out. Exactly. So they come in and they just bam, 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 tap the iPad and then they're in class. You know, and, and just as routine, we always say it before we start, has everybody checked in? Because there's always that one Jimmy goes, Oh no, I haven't. And then off they run <laughs> and they go and sign yeah. in and then come back. But that removes all of the because we used to use attendance cards, and I'm not knocking people that still use attendance cards, but in reality, you know that I remember training as a fifteen-year-old and using attendance card system. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm nearly forty now, and people are still using attendance cards. And some people might say, "Oh, if it's not broken, don't fix it." But I think the reality of it is now, and this is a conversation we'd had on a, in a slightly different way. But with mm. things like data protection now being a lot tighter, yep. you can't yep. be just leaving piles of attendance cards slewing around your gym or uh, a sports yeah. hall with people's I mean, phone numbers and medical history absolutely. and address details. Um, so, but there's also the other the other the flip side to it is that um, attendance is the the sort of heartbeat of the school. So if people start to drop off attendance, yeah, that's the first sign that the school's in trouble and something needs to change. Yeah. But if you are using cards, you have no idea, really. You might think, oh, the class is getting a bit smaller today. Um, but oh, it's, it's a real gradual thing over time, and you'll have no idea about it until, until probably it's too late, and you, you've got to do something drastic to turn it around. And with martial arts business being as cutthroat as it is, and everyone sort of locally trying to get as many students in as possible, when you've got that inevitable churn there's always that percentage of people that yes either stop training for whatever reason they have to move away they change schools or their parents leave or something like that that you can't you don't have any effect on there's nothing you can do about it mm. um it, it makes getting those new students in and, and keeping tabs on the school so so important and the tenants tracking allows you to do that and you want to be able to do that as simply as possible to make sure everyone's using it yeah so it's accurate so it, it, it's it seems like a really simple thing, but it's super important. Absolutely. And one of the couple of the things that the system does that I really like, and it's small details, and um, one of them in particular, I'll, I'll, the first one I'll mention is um, the fact that we have, our system, we have it set up so that if it doesn't see them after 14 days, it zips, yep. them, zips them an email, just say, hi, we've not seen you, you know, I hope everything's okay. Nine out of ten times, it's just been they've been too lazy to come to class. But there'll be those ones yeah. where they may, maybe there has been a family issue, something's popped up. And the, the yep. oh, you know, thanks for checking in. And you know, it's unfortunate this, this, and this has happened. Oh wow! So, but then at least we know, and we have that mm. information, and we can we can enact on that information. But you you can't act on something that you don't know. And as you say, it's so easy. You, you know, yep. three classes in, and you think I've not seen Dave for a while, and yeah. you and you actually no, I've not seen Dave in three weeks. Um, Which is I, okay if you've got thirty students, and you mm. can kind of remember them all as they're going and as they're training. But as soon as you get more than that. Yeah, uh, you you start to lose touch. I mean, there's 
Saturday, is it? If you, you kind of, there'll be, there'll be people training at school that you don't remember their names. Oh, absolutely. 200, 300 marks, especially if they're new and, and yeah. little kids or things like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you software does that for you. It remembers for you. It, it tracks it all for you, so you don't have to think about it. You can think about curriculum. You can think about techniques. Yeah. Uh, well, that sort of stuff instead. I can't tell done. you how many times, just quickly on this before I go back to the other point, how many times having, you know, the with each with each um, profile you can add a photo. Yeah. That has gotten yeah. me out of <laughs> how many times. Like, uh, I've, I've covered it. I've covered it. For example, I've covered a grading for, um, you know, because we have that many sessions. There's some sessions that I, I don't regularly work with the students because um, yeah. it's maybe a day that I'm not usually around. Uh, and mm-hmm. that instructor was sick and I had to cover the grading. And I went in and I'm thinking, I'm looking at this, there's 10 kids in front of me and I'm thinking, I've got all this paperwork and I think, I don't know who any of these are. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, could have man- I could have got them all up one at a time and then sort of played the memory game and, you know, as, as instructors do, we, we draw these mm. things on the table and the, to remind ourselves who's who. I had the system, so I just, who's in, just brought up the, the, the schedule, who was in, um, tap on the name, up comes a face, oh, that's him. That's her. That's right. Brilliant. And I, and I knew who everybody was. That <laughs> saved me so many times. But yeah. um, just going back to what I was saying before, the, 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 the thing that we found has been, and it's such a small thing, but it has, I, I know it as personally has helped us with our retention, is the, the happy birthday messages. Yeah. It's such yeah. a simple thing. But the amount of times we've had parents getting back in touch and go, you know, thank, thanks for sending Billy a, a happy birthday message. Uh, none of his other clubs have done that before. And it's just mm. that little sort of personal touch that I think parents especially appreciate. And adults. I mean, yeah. there, are, well, there are some adults that come to training classes that, you know, they, they do socially, they do kind of struggle. And um, mm. these little messages that they get from the system, from us, it, it, it really helps. Well, that's, that's a lot of the time where people sign up to train in a martial arts school in the first place. I mean, yeah. they, they, they want to meet people and they want to get healthier and they, they might as a result of not being healthy or not knowing a lot of people be a little bit socially awkward or mm-hmm. a bit shy or they haven't I mean martial arts always brings people out of their shell but they haven't done that yet so anything like that um, can only be a benefit absolutely definitely. so just as an idea for me and, and this is how many how many countries is this system running in at the moment is it uh, I, I looked that up yesterday actually it's oh. 52 different countries wow currently using yeah it's insane wow I, I, do you so do you see do you see a difference in, in the way that the schools are using the system across the different countries or is it fairly, you know, do most um, people use it in a similar way? It's actually fairly homogenised, yeah. Right. Um, see, most of our market is in English-speaking countries, obviously, because mm. um, yeah, we're usually set multilingual stuff. I speak a bit of French, but not nearly enough. And uh, <laughs> More than I do. So we're, we're, we're working on that. Um, but so in, in the main English-speaking country, it's, it's more differences between your types of martial arts okay um, in in terms of there's your community centers there's your martial arts schools that are kids mostly kids focused so they're kind of not glorified daycare centers but you know what i mean they're yeah, yeah, after, yeah. after school um the parents are still busy so they go from school to the martial arts and they and they're, they're learning something at least which is cool um and then we've got you've got the sort of hardcore mma group you've got bjj or different entirely and you've got sort of traditional karate traditional chinese martial arts um, and they all have very different ways of operating, which is really, really interesting. I mean, obviously similarities, otherwise we wouldn't be able to work for everyone. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, it's uh, just, just for example, uh, uh, 
with with the kids' schools, it's it's very cutthroat as far as the marketing goes. Yeah. Um, the focus for them and those school owners is more about marketing automation and uh, lead generation and things like that and parent management. Um, whereas with the other schools, you've got different demographics. So you've got sort of older people training, people in their 20s and 30s, and it's more about being an athlete rather yeah. than, um, you know, having someone look after your kids. So it's completely different focus. And we've got to sort of cater for be everything to those people and be flexible enough to work for across the, the different schools. So, I mean, I've, I constantly have a, a thousand ideas to make it better, um, but obviously it's just time and, and resources and what, what we're going to focus on next and yeah. affect the most group. Uh, but, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So what we'd love to do is do some sort of demographic report um, on what, how people are low, anonymous, so obviously we don't want to share anyone's data, mm. um, but things like what the type of age range people training are, how it's changed over time, what the sort of male-female ratio is, um, how certain schools, like different, like how your school measures up if you're a karate school, how it measures up to other karate schools. Mm. Um, things like that would be quite interesting, I think. Absolutely. Using the big data pool that we've got now. Yeah, yeah. So what are, what are some of the, if you care to disclose, what are some of the, the biggest difficulties that you faced over the, the development of the system from scratch to now is is there being any one sort of bigger um, challenge than others or it's more just the fact that um, we've got different sorts of competition so we've got your established yeah. people in the market um, that have been around for a very long time and they've got their sort of their ways and they're um, I mean they they compete with us in a, a sort of indirect way hmm. like um what I mean by that is they've, they've got their, their software features and they tick a lot of boxes, but some of the things are built quite shallow. I don't want to bag any of them out, but it's just a different sort of mindset to what we've got as far as our whole focus is on simplicity. There's yeah. this kind of do everything, but give many, many options, which I think people get a little bit uh, freaked out by when they when they start using some of those older softwares. Yeah, um, They kind of are presented with so many options, they get this sort of analysis paralysis Things yes. happening where <laughs> they don't know what to do next. Information overload, um, too much. Exactly, yeah. So we kind of try and steer people. I have this sort of philosophy when I'm designing the different features and things, is that one screen and one view is for one purpose. So you, you kind of led through everything. It's mm-hmm. like really easy. So yeah, that's, and that's the idea. And, it, and it, you know, from my point of view, that's perfect because, um, you know, I'm... I'm I'm not going to say I'm a simple person. I'm not, gonna... <laughs> but no. I mean, for me, you know, I I was learning. The thing is, when I when I started my school, um, I had lots of experience in martial arts and teaching, but I had no experience in running a business. And um, yeah, even no, later, most martial artists, yeah, um, it's ninety nine percent of martial artists will have no idea about business before abs- they start running. Abs- school. Absolutely, and and you know, if you're not careful, being presented with too much information is is it, it as you say, it freaks you out. And you just don't mm. know how to use it. Um, and I find, I mean, even now with your system, as you were saying, is, is, it is, it's so easy to use. There are certain elements of it that I don't, don't use very regularly. But I would say mm. that there are other people out there that use it on a regular basis. And on the flip side, there may be areas of it that they don't use that I use on a regular basis. So, you know, it, yeah, it's definitely. nice. And as you said at the start, it, it's sort of flexible in the respect of if you're running, you know, a, a little bit more of, say, maybe a hardcore school on a part-time basis as opposed to 
um, a full-time school that's catering yeah. to everything from three-year-olds through to adults six days a week. Mm-hmm. You've got very, very different needs, yet, yet the system is, and I could see how it would be, it's flexible to sort of cater to, to, to both ends, which is it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. Thank now, you. we've had a, you, one of the reasons we actually prompted us to have the discussion about you guys coming on today. Um, you've had a, a development in the software this, this week. I believe it was, is it this week? Yeah, it was this week, wasn't it? Um, with yep. inter, 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 if I can say the word, intra, integration. There you go. That's with, the with, yeah, we got, <laughs> we got there. With um, go Cardless, which I know a lot of schools are now switching over to using. Um, more recently um, it's, yeah. not, it's not that again I, I've spoken about this uh, a few months ago it's not that I have anything against building companies per se but it's just mm. I think that the market's changing now and people are starting to um, sort of take control of their um, financial side of things a little bit more um, yeah, and definitely. Go Cardless is one of those systems now that a lot of schools are using so um, I know that it's been a challenge for you to get it Right, uh, you know, this is a level that you would be happy with. Um, yeah, so, I just wondered if you could talk about that a little bit and about how it integrates into the system and what people could do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, going sort of back, looking at the history of of martial arts business as well. I mean, everyone, the, the first thing you want to do is make sure your finances are squared away. Yeah. And typically, your old sort of billing companies, they would sign you up to a big contract. Yeah. And you would pay them up to sort of six percent of your income. Too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. <laughs> um, to, to yeah, to manage the billing, but they also did things like extra services, like chase up failed payments and things like that for you. Mm. Um, and it was more of a hands-on approach than a technological approach. And um, Go Cardless have come out um, when they launched. They were kind of a revolution in that way, where they used uh, sort of a technology layer on the old traditional direct debit billing, mm-hmm. um, which allows companies like us to use what, what's called an API to talk to their interface. Um, so you can use our interface alongside everything else you can do, like reporting and tracking attendance and all that sort of stuff, to auto-bill your students, and it shows up in just the one screen. So you don't have to go between different things and try and manage multiple databases and make sure everything's up to date. You can literally just do it all from the one software. Um, and we were super excited to partner with them. We've been talking to them for about four years now. Um, I remember going to their office when I think they had about 10 people <laughs> working wow. there, um, trying to get them to um, open up in, in different markets as well, because I mean, it's obviously important for us to to be viable in Australia, and direct debit's massive in Australia, mm. um, with a lot of sort of old school companies controlling the market there. Um, but they launched in Australia in March, and they're opening an office there in a couple of weeks. Wow. And um, yeah, so we were super excited. To, to get on board um, but yeah it's taken us about six to seven months to really do the integration properly um, so that it's as smooth as possible um, so the, the complex thing when you're de- designing software is to make it simple is a lot of work behind the scenes yes so the more simple it appears on the front end the more complex it is on the back end yeah um, to make it that simple so yeah it's a lot of work but it, yeah we, we got it done um, last night it went live and well, there's a few little teething problems, but it's um, yeah going really, really well. Excellent, excellent. I mean, it's um, so. Am I right in thinking that uh, will it allow? Um, again, I'm learning at the same time here with this. Would it will it allow uh, if say like uh, somebody comes in for a trial class and they decide at the end of that class? Yep. And um, will it allow the instructor to 
sign them up through March Lytics as opposed to going to Go Cardless and then communicating yep. between right okay because the yeah, yeah there's the way that we're doing it at the moment is a, a member comes in we use go cardless to sign them up i then have to get them to fill out their details to go on to martialytics so that you know so that everything matches up but i'm guessing now it'll be yep. one be one simple process yeah exactly uh, there's multiple different ways you can do it but yeah essentially if someone comes in they want to train i mean they've come through as a lead and you've converted them to a student um then you can add their details, send them a go-cardless uh, mandate request form, and they get it in an email, and they can fill that in right there in front of you or in their own time, and then you can start billing. It's yeah, it's just really simple. Wow, that's so much, so much, in, so much better. I, and I'm, would I um, would that create them uh, a profile on Marshallytics as well at the same time? Is that is yep. it so, wow? Yep. So, so it's all in one go. It's yeah, directly from Marshallytics. Um, and then it pushes everything to GoCarless. You don't actually have to ever go back to GoCarless dashboard. Wow! Uh, to to manage anything, you can do it all directly from Marshallytics. So it takes all the confusion of having multiple systems running yes. at once away. Yeah, because you know, and and one of the we, we've well, we've we've sort of we're used to it now. So we've got we've got systems in place to deal with it, which and it sounds a bit a bit funky, but um, we we say a student comes in, we. As most schools do, you know, we have them. We have we have an incentive. We incentivize them to start on the first class. We don't force them. They have a trial class, and we yep. simply we simply say, um, if you, you you are welcome to another trial class, but if you join today, we'll give you your enrollment fee half price. Um, mm-hmm. And ninety nine percent of the time, people will go, oh, yeah, if I can save money. Jimmy, do you like it? Yes. Okay, let's do it. You know, um, and they'll, yeah, and then yeah. they they go through go cardless, and then at the end of that, I have a. A little chat with them and say, "I'm going to be sending you a link from our system. If you could yep. fill it out, and then that's 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 how we do it. But this way around, we'll be able to do it rather than sending them a, a giving them a, a go card this thing to fill out. They'll be able to do it all right from scratch. That's so that yeah, that will simplify yep. things. Yeah, you'd be able to sort of slide them over a tablet and let them fill in their details and sign a waiver if you need. Um, then you can send them the go card this form. So yeah, it d- depends on how you want to do it. You can set up." whatever process works best for you hmm. um i mean you can still do what you're doing as well but then sync up that that mandate into into martial Lytics as well so um up if, to you really so <laughs> if if, <laughs> if they play. yeah if they um if they were to want to change between different memberships types as well would that be something that the system could do and you could sort of yeah, have well, the information yeah, yeah. wow okay very yeah. cool very cool well, it makes it so it makes it better for old gits like me that gets <laughs> a little bit stuck in the ways with how things now but no it, it, it's it's very clever stuff and um it's good to see the the um the industry's getting this level of um sort of involvement because we're, we're a little bit let's be honest as an industry martial arts as a whole we're a little bit behind everybody everybody else um <laughs> yeah it, well, it's just such a homogenized thing i mean yeah. martial arts doesn't see itself as a martial arts industry yeah it's kind of i'm a karate school i'm not a martial arts school and the different groups and associations for each different thing yeah. you know there's taekwondo different types of taekwondo they're all broken up in infighting and drama and there's no real sort of main body yeah for all of martial arts no like there is for other things yeah um so yeah i think that's part of the problem but hopefully with tools to empower sort of individual school owners and small business owners like yep. we all are um, we can make that easy. 
Cool. Now, do, now I understand that you don't want to make any promises. The case with <laughs> with all everybody. But do you have any sort of future plans or goals or things that you're working towards that you're wanting to uh, we do. to do? Okay. Yeah, that you could um, share we... with us, maybe. <laughs> Tease, hint at. <laughs> um, yeah, well, definitely. We, we've got the obvious things like um, we want to add SMS very soon. Okay. Um, so that's that's happening as well. So very a lot cool. of our considerations they have to be they've got to work for our global audience. Yes. Like I said before, we've got so many people in different countries. I mean, there might only be one or two in those countries, but we don't want to sort of leave them behind mm. <laughs> by um, using something that they're not going to be able to use. Um, so we we think of it that way. Uh, we've got SMS coming. We've got um, we've got a student app coming as well. Oh wow. Um, we've got a booking tool so you can have people book your classes online. Fantastic. Um, track events and all that sort of stuff. Um, they're, they're probably the obvious ones. Um, and then we've got a few secret things. Secret we'll things. I like it. Well, those, <laughs> those three that you mentioned are three that I'm already using through different yep. systems. So the ability to have everything in one, in one tool will be will be brilliant for me. Um, I know that at one point you were working on developing a sort of a mobile platform version as well. Is that still is something yeah, that you're looking Okay, that's sort of uh, mostly done in terms of you can log in on your smartphone uh, browser and do things like add students and track attendance and view their profiles and mm. manage your school settings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to roll out all the rest of the features into that. It's just that our philosophy is that we're tablet first, then yeah. desktop, then mobile. Yeah. Um, tablet being the most versatile because a lot of people travel from school to school, yes. different venues and things. Um, and then desktop for longer form work. So you don't want to be doing data entry on a mobile phone. It would just be autocorrect disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also take a long time. Uh, so we, we want to simplify things for that specific platform, but also use it how people would want to use it. Um, so things like checking people in, um, signing waivers and things, that's obvious. So we've already, we've got that in there. Um, but it's it's more about um, the context. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is now with mobile phones, they get they're going. We, we have these sorts of phases that the industry or the the the, uh, the they go through in that they go smaller, they go bigger, they go smaller. And the yep. minute we're going through the, all the phones are getting bigger again. They're sort of turning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got the the Samsung S nine plus, and it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's I'm literally carrying a monitor around in my pocket. It, yeah. <laughs> they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Strap uh, one of the CRTs to you. To yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's getting like that again. Um, <laughs> I remember having, I had one of these Sony Walkman phones and it was tiny. It was tiny. Yeah. And, it, and it, that, that was the phase where everybody wanted small phones. And oh, wow, look how small your phone, phone is. <laughs> I had this like Nokia phone that was like a, a nugget. I reckon it, it looked like a rock that you could skim on a lake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, worst design for a phone. Blue, is it like a blue? I can't remember. Yeah, I remember uh, the one you mean. Sort of teardrop shape. Yes, yeah. yes, I had one of those as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really cool. It, was, it had like one of the first, like zero point three megapixel cameras on it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Colour. yes. <laughs> We're showing our age now, aren't we? Mm, Brilliant. Yes. Oh well, well. Thanks for coming on today and you know talking to us about uh, all the different things that you're doing and things that you've got coming in the future. Um, if no people problem. have any questions or want to get in touch with you. Um, to talk about your products and what it is you do, what's the best place for them? To, where's the best place for them to go? How to get in touch? Best place would be our website, um, the mouthful of a name that we've chosen. www.martialytics. <laughs> <laughs> it's martial arts analytics together, basically. Mm-hmm. Martialytics, M A R T 
T-I-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. Cool. I must admit, I do spell it wrong nearly every single time I write well, I it down. I think we've had some funny ones. We've had like Marshall lyrics. We have. <laughs> we had someone complain that every time they Google us, they get Eminem song lyrics. <laughs> 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 I can't find it. Um, so that's pretty funny. We've had Marshall Yetis. Um, Marshall Yetis. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We, we, we wanted to make some plush Yetis to send to that guy. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we've got to actually focus on doing serious work, so that didn't happen. No, no, um, you should make Yetis. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that, like the Go Compare advert, you could have, they could have a Yeti, that could be your thing, that, that would Good. work. That would so it work. Uh, we're open to anything. <laughs> Marshall Yetis. Wow. Yeah, we've had some good ones. I've um, yeah we well it's the same it's the same with us we had um, we had somebody ring us up to um, ask us about um, marriage counselling and marriage guidance oh, yeah. yeah because they they'd searched for um, something and they got marital arts and then they got our phone <laughs> number arts. yeah and yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we do we, we get it as well. We get it as well. well. I'm, su- I'm surprised we haven't had marital lyrics in like wedding songs suggestion. <laughs> well, you um, know it's gonna happen now, you've said it. You, it's, you, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, I've jinxed it now. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time today. Um thank you very to much, Chris. joining us to share a little bit about martial arts and yourself and, and the things you do. Um and we'll catch up soon, no doubt. Yep, no doubt. Thank we'll you very much. Again. Yeah, thank absolutely, you. thank you. Enjoy our podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today. So thanks to Brad from Marshalytics for his time with us today to talk about uh, their systems that they're using. Um, something that I've been using in my school now, as I said in the interview, for a number of years, and it's been a great benefit to me. Um, and, you know, there's this quite a few times on social media where people do ask, oh, no, what systems do people use? And, and everybody has their own opinions and ideas on what's the, what the best one is. And I've tried out um, um, you know, multiple different systems. And for me, this was the one that I felt worked best, um, especially as it was coming from, as Brad says, you know, somebody with martial arts experience, both as a student and at instructor level. So, yeah, um, if you if you if you're interested in finding out more, I would I would strongly suggest you go and have a look. It's it's a great tool whether you you know you're a multi-style setup across the board, or you're a, a newer school with you know a small uh, member numbers. Um, there is something in that system for for everybody to use. So two episodes back, we actually introduced a new voicemail system onto our website where listeners could submit their own audio clips. Um, That's a really cool little system, and we used it extensively in our Jackie Chan special a couple of episodes back. Um, Now, we've had some some more listener recordings in, and I've purposefully not listened to them uh, so that I could, um, well, I can include them in the show today and sort of answer them um, as they come in. So uh, I've saved them up. Um, I've got them there ready to listen to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go off and have a quick listen to them. I'm going to let them play them for you guys. Um, just trim them down a little bit where needs be. And then I will come back with the reply straight after. Uh, so the first thing on my list is the. I'd like to, to hear some more sort of discussion around why martial arts cinema seems to have become more and more unpopular over the years, particularly amongst martial artists it's a subject you've, you've touched on once or twice but um yeah i think it'd be quite interesting to sort of drill down into what the reasons behind that are um i first noticed in the early 90s at, at that time there's a flurry of, sort of wire play and wong fei hung type movies coming out of hong kong and the western audiences didn't seem too keen on it a lot of people a lot of people found it funny and commented that it looked too unrealistic, which is pretty pretty funny to me actually because you know it, it's fantasy it's a movie of course it's going to be unrealistic uh, you know to my mind if you're looking for realism you go 
you go to your local dojang or your local dojo or tournaments and you know that's that's where you're gonna see real fighting but this is a this is a film for goodness sake <laughs> so yeah I've always found that quite funny but uh, I mean at the same time I do understand and and you know I, I don't get me wrong I, I respect and enjoy the no wire play movies you know Jackie Chan Tony Jaa uh, and guys like that who you know do the death defying stunts but I also like the wire play stuff too and you know a lot of the times it's it's more than just the fight scenes it's, it's the stories behind those films that that, that are, are attractive to me uh, in all honesty, to me, you know, watching wire play kung fu movies is, is is no different than watching Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. They're just fantasy stories, so of course, there's, you know, there's going to be fantasy elements. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was just one of the things I wanted to touch on. But also, there's a lot of movies out there now that with martial arts in them, but not many that are actually based on martial arts or have stories based on around martial arts. And and you find that more recently, the ones that do all sort of sound the same. They all sound like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon with the, that ridiculous music and the sound effects. And, you know, the, the, it really infuriates me um, to, to see that happen because now it sort of just relegates all kung fu movies to, to this type. And you get all these, you know, art critics uh, coming out of the woodwork and offering their opinion on, you know, how colourful the film was and how, you know, well-made it was, you know, not knowing the first thing about martial arts or what, you know, what a martial arts audience would be looking for in a film. I, I mean, they even went to the extent of, of, of re, re-dubbing a lot of the older Kung Fu films that come out, Drunken Master 2, Iron Monkey, and you can find, you know, Tai Chi Master, you can find versions of these films now where they've been retitled, redubbed, represented with the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon music and sound effects and it just really, really winds me up and I, I refuse to watch any Kung Fu's in, in that format, to be honest. Um, I'd be interested to hear yours and, and other people's opinions on this and just, am I alone in feeling like this or or do other people feel the same thing or is there like a, a completely different point of view that I, that I haven't considered in all this? But yeah, I just think it's a, a, an interesting one for some discussion. Um, okay, cool. Some good pointers there. Oh, and before we carry on, I think it's worth me mentioning that actually came from Mags. I should have said that before I played the recording, but I did actually totally forget. Um, wow, okay. So where to start in all of that? There's quite a lot to get through. Um, I probably will miss some things out because there's quite <laughs> quite a lot covered in that recording. Um, I mean, with regards to the, the wire playing films, I think... I think what it comes down to is it's it's cultural differences really it's just you know different people liking different things I think to you know a lot of audiences outside of uh, of the UK the the notion of something like for example Robin Hood you know a bunch of people living in some trees and saving the day and that that seems a little bit far fetched um, and then if you think you know further afield you know uh, like the Bollywood industry to a lot of people over here seems you know they, they just don't they just don't get it they don't understand it yet this is a a massive massive industry and that, that's super well supported so i think it's just it's just differences across the world really and i mean i i have a massive appreciation for those type of movies um and with everything you know they go through these ebbs and flows they go through sort of up, up and down periods where um trends change and people's interests change and it only takes that one 
that one sort of one movie to spark uh, spark something, and then uh, sort of copycat sort type of uh, productions follow. Maybe actually, maybe copycat productions is a little bit harsh, but certainly they're sort of trendsetters. If you think sort of back to the um, late nineties when the first Matrix film came out, um, following that we had sort of a rush of, of movies that all used those same sort of um, sound effect types. So you had like uh, Romeo Must Die and Cradle to the Grave and, and films like that. And they were they all used those same sort of dense sort of whoosh and, you know, the, the sound effects that um, that were associated with the, the Matrix films. And, you know, I, I, just thinking off the top of my head, so you had like Romeo Must Die, Cradle to the Grave, Kiss of the Dragon Unleashed, they all came in in sort of that same sort of period of time. Um, the, there was the Steven Seagal one as well um, with DMX in it, which has just exited my head completely. But anyway, um, and even if you look at something, for example, like uh, Romeo Must Die, um, there was a lot of that. That there was a lot of wireplay type um, sequences in there that actually um, introduced Western audiences even further to those sort of ideas, you know, and it was, it was like a, it was an interesting combination of, you know, grounded martial arts, um, and sort of the more, uh, wire play type, type effects. And so there's a, there's a real sort of interesting mix in there. Um, I think at the minute, though, with the industry, I think the way that it's going, I don't necessarily think that it's more, or, or sorry, say it's less popular. I just think it's changing. I think now um, the trend within martial arts cinema is they're going for sort of a more realistic, sort of brutal edge to the action. Um, you know, with uh, they're going for more of a shock value, I suppose. And um, the sequences tend to be, you know, very, very, um, very highly choreographed and very. Um, demonstrating the skill of the arts involved um now the the people i think with especially with the internet and the the interesting things like ufc and, and things like that growing um people are taking more of an interest in in the styles involved and that's been you know demonstrated in 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 a lot of movies now where um they've been very very careful to 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 follow the the roots of particular styles so you know it's 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 just the ever changing face of of martial arts cinema, and it and it's going to go through these ebbs and flows where you know it you know for a, for a while and um, things take a little bit of a dip and then they come back. You know if you look at you know, the Raid franchise for example, um, you know, Taken things like that. You know there there are still uh, these. This is still a popular genre, and there are still a lot of people following it. And um, you know it it's just perhaps just going through a, a slightly more lean period. You know you have to remember that. At the end of the day, this is business, and and the studios have to see a return on their investment. And you know, I am sure that it will uh, bounce back to to what it's been previously. If at all, it's dipped off. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not involved in a production level, so I don't know the numbers. But you know, it certainly to me, it seems you know we've got this this there's a steady stream of movies coming out constantly. Um, and at the minute, the exciting thing for me um, as a fan is that. Um, remakes are very much the thing so if you if you dip back into sort of the 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 80s and 90s catalog of movies some of the the potential there for for remakes and revisits is is amazing you know um so exciting times let's let's see what comes from it um so um if anybody else would like to send in any audio clips on anything to do with 
the martial arts industry as a whole. It doesn't have to be film-based. Um, it can be absolutely anything at all. All you need to do is visit our website at uh, kickbackpodcast.com. Um, on the subject of the uh, podcast website, the for some reason, the, the hosts that we use are particularly useless. And from time to time, the websites do have this ridiculous thing going on, whereas you have to type the, or should I say, you have to sort of hit return twice, why it does it i really don't know um i'm not a technical guru in that sense um but the website is there and it is working it's just for some reason for whatever reason doesn't work the first time you click it so um you just have to click twice um, which isn't that much of a hardship but we have had a couple of people saying oh your website's not working it is working it's just been a bit of a pain and i really don't know why so keep at it so yeah if you want to send any audio clips in please do um i hope whatever you're doing this weekend you have a great time and i hope to catch up with you all next week 